Welcome to the More Than a Mommy podcast. I am your host, Nakia Hines, and I deeply believe that we reach authentic healing through intentionality and candid conversations. I am so excited for you to hear today's episode, but even more excited that you are here with me on this journey to self-actualization. Let's get right into it. Hey y'all, what's up? Hey y'all, what's up? Hey y'all, what's up? What's up? What's up? Let me tell you how I'm about to do it. Pulling back right into it. Get real down in. Okay, I'm sorry. So I am hype. Hype with a capital H because I saw the Woman King yesterday evening and you can't tell me anything. Y'all, did y'all see that? Did you see it? If you did not see it, I need you to go immediately, immediately, and go see the incredible piece of work that is the Woman King. I really want to talk about it, but I told myself, don't even say anything because I have this thing where I accidentally give spoilers and I don't want to be that girl. But just phenomenal job. 10 out of 10, highly recommend it is amazing. Uh, Now that we've gotten that out of the way, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to mention it again because it's very truly in my heart and in my spirit and in my soul. So inspired by that movie. I just really cannot. It's, It's actually too hard to summarize, but when I tell you the themes of that movie, not only the strength and the vulnerability that were simultaneous and intentional, the theme of community. You know what? Forget it. I'm going to make an episode about it. I have to. I have to. I'm going to have to do it. So don't even worry about it. Look for the episode next week. Today, I wanted to come and talk to you about cancel culture. This has been on my heart lately and on my mind, actually. I've been having conversations and anytime there's a synchronicity or some sort of alignment that come from two completely different sources, I know that it's a thing that I need to pay close attention to. And so maybe a couple weeks ago, or I don't know when it started, I've been thinking about the way that life just really does not give you any sort of handbook, right? And I remember when I was younger, like at the beginning of my healing journey, or I guess at the beginning of my awareness of that journey, I just remember thinking, listen, if it is not for me, if it is not something that fits within my realm of expectations, then I have to get my scissors out and cut it off, okay? And I'm a Virgo, so I have high expectations, not only for others, but also for myself. And I would just be like, if there were people who just did not want to be on board with being their best selves, who just weren't excellent in every way, no, I'm being exaggerative there, but like truthfully, if I saw people or knew people or were was in relationship with people who really didn't seem like they were really trying to be their best selves for real, I would be like, I can't be attached to that because I don't want any of that to rub off on me. And while I still don't want any of that to rub off on me, I also realize how nuanced relationships are. And I think about the people who are wonderful people, 
who also like not even tap dance on your last nerves because it's deeper than that who also have their own way of being that could be a result of that is a result of the way they were conditioned or even some people could be operating from a space of trauma that hasn't been healed yet whatever their reason is these people might show up in a way that i am like wait a minute what is happening and i remember my first lesson in like you know rejecting the binary way of thinking and if you're not familiar with that term because i don't want to be that person who uses the language and lingo of my world in a general setting and expect everyone to know what i'm talking about but the binary is basically thinking something is good or bad right or wrong black or white like just these two extremes and ignoring that there is a whole bunch of stuff in the gray so rejecting the binary is accepting that gray matter the stuff that's in between and understanding that life is really a spectrum and that there are many things yeah this can be absolute but there are oh I don't know, a million other things that can also be as true. So when I say that, I mean, I am rejecting the binary in the relationships that I held. And I remember this with a friend that I met maybe in 2013 or 2014. And she was just like a lovely, wonderful person. My heart just instantly connected to her. But she challenged everything that I felt like was a core value and not in a way that I felt like I was changing my core values. But I had to realize that I can be in relationship with people even if they are nothing like me. Now, sometimes it's not good to be in relationship with people who challenge your core values because if they believe um, the opposite of what you believe, then that is a problem. We're going to talk more about this, but let's get into a quick break. <sighs> All right. Thank you so much for allowing a good girl to get paid. Okay. Here's a side quick note. Two things, actually. Number one, if you are someone who likes to speed things up a little bit, you can speed the podcast up. So you can go to the left. And then you at the bottom left corner, you can hit like one and a half. If you want to slow it down because you feel like I'm talking too fast, you can go even slower. I normally listen to my podcasts at one and one fourth. That's the perfect speed for me because especially if I'm multitasking, if it's any faster than that and I'm doing like passive listening, I feel like a cray cray head. Okay. Very crazy. It feels like the world is spinning. And number two. If you don't want to hear the ad over and over again, you can just fast forward about 30 seconds and we're back at it. <laughs> okay, so you probably knew this already. I'm the one that's probably late on the technology train, but I appreciate my good friend for giving me especially that tip with speeding up or slowing down the podcast. Now, we were talking about cancel culture. And if you remember, I was just explaining how like, and I always use I statements because even though I know my experience will mirror someone else's and I know that if I'm going through something, someone else is too, I never want to make any assumptions that your experience is completely identical to mine. So I can only speak for myself. I can only speak from my own experience. And in my experience, I was sharing about the friend like we were from different faith backgrounds. 
I was a little bit more reserved. She was a little more turned up. Like I didn't, and I still don't curse. I did go, let's be clear. I went through a cursing spell for like a year. I think I was either in high school or like freshman in college. And it just wasn't me. I was just trying too hard, experimenting. It just was never for me. Um, but at one point in my life, I was like, I don't even want to be around people who be out here cursing and just acting a fool. And I realized when I met this friend that she actually just opened my world up to the understanding that people don't have to be just like you in order to be a part of your crew. Actually, we need people who are very different from us in ways that are still valuable. Again, I am not asking you to make friends with someone who is the antithesis of your core values. So if you believe in um, not being a racist, for example, I would never suggest that you say, oh, let me be open minded and be besties with this racist person. No. The line has to be drawn in the sand somewhere. That's where boundaries are important. I am talking about people who are your heart people you feel connected to. They pour into your life. You pour into theirs. And yet, it almost feels like a disconnect in your ways of being. That is what I'm referring to. And encourage us to really allow our worlds to be open in that way. That experience for me was so powerful because it helped me to understand the truth that my way is not the only quote unquote right way and that people have their own culture, their own conditioning, their own ways of being. And I'm not even talking about trauma right now. I'm talking about the diversity in which this world is created upon. All of us are different. And our differences remind me of pieces of a puzzle. Like if I'm one piece of the puzzle and I'm trying to finish the whole scope of that puzzle, I need pieces that are shaped differently from me than look differently than me that fit in different spots than I can. So all of us can't be the same piece in the puzzle. And as I leave with that, I was thinking about that more so this year in the last month or so about The fact that if we really believe in the power of community and collectivism and collective care, it's super important to understand that when people are not at their best, if we have really committed to being a part of that community, we have to commit during their darker moments as well as at their high moments. I'm not asking us to struggle or suffer with someone because of their own suffering. And I think I mentioned this not too long ago. The first step is that I'm responsible for my own healing. You are responsible for your healing. If you are unwilling to accept that, then no, I can't be on the journey with you because my shoulders can only carry my burden. Like I can be with you, lock arms with you as you are going along your way. But if I am traversing up this hill and you are set in one spot and not even trying to make it up the hill, then there's nothing we can even, like we don't have any common ground. But I hope you got that pun. But that's that's first and foremost. Like I want to be clear on that too. Another thing that I was thinking about is that, like, as humans, we all have life happening. Now enters trauma. When you are in relationship with people, often they don't introduce themselves with their trauma. You normally see the best parts of them. You see the parts of them that you vibe with, that you get, a, that you understand. You all get along, like you create 
a camaraderie. And then the deeper your relationship gets, the more you see of them. I would like to pose here that actually when we start to see people in their vulnerability, when we see people in their moments where they're not their quote unquote best selves, that's actually a gift because that means that they feel like you're safe enough to bear their hearts with. I have to repeat this again because it's very important. Boundaries are blessings. Sometimes people will be in those spaces, those unhealed spaces, and they will just be spewing out their pain onto other people. That is when you have to know for yourself what will work and what won't work. Yes, we can stand by someone. We can support them. We can love them. We can help them carry the load. But you always have to remember that you are responsible for yourself. I think about this quote, and I don't remember who said it, but they said, instead of always saying that I'm going to put myself first and it's all about me, I switch my thinking to always remember myself. So shifting from always put myself first to always remember myself. Sometimes someone's chaos will be completely unattractive to me, but because of my commitment, I have to understand where I can put a boundary in place that protects me and allows me to still engage with them at the level that they need me to. I hope that makes sense. So if someone is like, you know, I don't even know a specific example, but if someone is going through a rough time or in their healing journey and you're already like, you know, you've been progressing, you're grounded, you're connected to your inner self, but then you find for whatever reason that God's universe has connected you with this person, like lean into it. They don't have to be Yes, of course, you should surround yourself with people who are further on the journey than you are. And then you should also surround yourself with like-minded people. But sometimes it's really important for us to surround ourselves. Excuse me, I'm rushing because I got to go pick up my baby. But to surround ourselves with people who want to be where we are. That's how you create the cycle of community and collectivism. Don't look down on anybody because they're not, quote unquote, where you are, because your journey is also a journey. None of us have arrived and gotten to the mountaintop on this side of the earth. And I think that grace and that compassion is so important because the more we offer grace and compassion to others, it reminds us to do the same, not only for ourselves, but to allow others to do that for us. I think the people like we, some of us call them sandpaper people. So if you think about sandpaper and the way that it feels, if you were to rub against it, it's never going to feel smooth and comfy and wonderful. It's always going to feel irritating. It might hurt the, the longer you rub against it. Those sandpaper people sometimes come in our lives to remind us to stay on our feet, to stay on our toes and to stay focused on the goals that we have. They help us be clear about what we want and what we don't want. But they also, most importantly, help us remember how to love people. You know, I'm a full believer in Jesus. And when Jesus was asked about like, what's the most important commandment? Jesus was like, we could sum it up in two things. Number one, love my daddy, love your father God, have no gods before him or beside him or below him. He's the only one, one of one, number one. 
Okay, that was an alien superstar reference if you didn't know that. Anyway, and then number two, he said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So this is not new. He didn't say love your neighbor if they acting right. Love your neighbor if, you know, they're right there with you, toe to toe, ready to take on the world. He said love your neighbor, period. So when we are surrounded by people, ah, I just want to catch myself because I don't want us to be surrounded by sandpaper people. That is when it's a problem. I'm talking about you got one person here, one person over there, maybe another person right there. Don't surround yourself with people who are just completely emptying your cup because then you will not have anything to pour out. I'm saying when you have a person come in your life, and there are qualities that they carry currently, because remember, nothing is permanent. Everything can change. There are qualities that they carry that rub you the wrong way, that feel different than the things you value, that you don't quite understand. Before you decide to cut them off, consider the nuance that is required in healthy relationships. Think about your pros and your cons. Does this person pour into you? Does this person bring you life? Do they bring you joy and contribute to their joy? Do you like being around this person? Are they a healthy influence most of the time? You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be so quick to cut people off. Think of a way to humanize the experience because I'm sure there was a time in your life where someone could have been like, "Mm -mm, can't do it. And maybe they did. Maybe they did cut you off. And how did that feel? How does it feel when someone you've built with, with someone who says, yeah, girl, I'm your sis. Yeah, girl, I'm down for you. And then the moment you're down, they're literally out. I've experienced that. And I shared this last year when I was just giving a summary of my breast cancer experience. There were people who were very close to me who like were in my I was about to tell y'all my business, but I'll just say it since I started. They were in my wedding. And when I tell you the last time we were really like in relationship and talking regularly was when I shared my diagnosis with them with no explanation. One of them did try to reach out this year and kind of apologize, but it was almost like I had to explain it. For her to understand why it was a problem. Um, And at that time in my life, I was incredibly flabbergasted and incredibly hurt. I had no idea that, that, like, that just didn't even cross my mind that people did that. Now I have awareness, like, um, that people actually do ghost you for various reasons, but sometimes they don't know how to show up or whatever. Like, I'm also not in the business of making meaning of that. I do have grace and compassion. No love is lost, but I understand that those are not my people. So when you like decide to dip out on somebody and you're being very con- conditional in the way that you are operating, just understand that you are positioning yourself as a very fair-weathered friend, a person who is not unconditional. That's the only way I can put it. Of course, you have to understand who and what works for you 
if they're bringing you stress, if they are draining you, if they are just constantly bogging you down and negative and they're not trying to help, this is not a this is not the person I'm talking about. That person is probably not a good fit right now. Maybe if they do some self-work, some healing work, and they start to just understand their own awareness, then maybe you can try again. But you know, distance is always healthy and great when it's necessary. I'm talking about cutting people off, ghosting them, just writing them off for good. It requires vulnerability. It requires trust, but it also requires us to be stand-up people. If we say we're down for these people, we have to understand that that is powerful, but it's also very detrimental if we go back on our word. And that's it. But I just, I don't know. My heart is really feeling like, Nakia, be very clear. And I'm thinking of like my 19-year-old baby that might listen to this and how I was in my 19-year-old brain. I am not saying com stay committed to disloyal people. I am not saying stay committed to friends who clearly don't like you, who, you know, tell jokes, you know, give, like say insults about you in the form of jokes, who are shady, who are not reliable. I'm not saying stay with these people. If it's a duck, it waddles, it quacks, and it's yellow, then say bye-bye, ducky, we're out of here. Okay, sometimes like we fool ourselves into thinking we love the potential of this person. I'm not asking you to stick with potential. I'm talking about how this person shows up right here and right now. If they cause more drama, if they cause any trauma, and if they're stressing you out, then yes, thank them for their time and tell them to have a wonderful day. You also have to be very intentional about your peace and who you allow in your surroundings. So please be very clear as we wrap this thing up. I'm not telling you to stick around people who are not here for you. I'm talking about the people who are trying, who don't get it right all the time, but they, if they make a mistake, they apologize. They understand where they're coming from, and they're literally trying to do better. The people who actually care for you, the people who love you, and it's clear. You don't have to question it. That's who I'm talking about. Okay, let's make that distinction. I feel so much better about wrapping it up now. And I appreciate you. I thank you so much for listening. And I'm super duper excited to continue on this journey with you. Road to 100. Bye.